What's up, everybody? You are now tuned into the So Dope Podcast, and I'm your host, Alex Chadwick. What's happening? What is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to the show, everybody. How's everybody doing? Um, man, today's show, I'm gonna do a little bit something different. Um, I am going to go through a series of 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 stories, basically. And normally I've had this set up for the dope news updates, which I haven't done in a long time. Usually I'm doing a show where I'm talking about one specific topic, the entire show. This time I am just kind of, you know, talking about some things that's going on in current events. So hopefully you're prepared for this. Um, I have a lot of, I have a lot to talk about. I always got a lot to talk about. Okay. If you are a person who is listening to this show, I want to kind of put this out there first. If you are a person who is listening to this show for the first time, I am going to encourage you. I know this sounds crazy. I'm going to encourage you to go to the very first episode of this show. And you can go, I think, I don't even know. I think I'm on like episode six. I don't know what I'm on like the 60 something episode. Right. But I want you to go to the show, uh, go to the first episode and then you can scroll through and pick anyone that you want uh, from there. And the reason why I say this is because sometimes people are learning about this particular podcast and I'm pretty much bipolar. So sometimes I'll still I'll be consistently bipolar. You know what? I don't even want to use bipolar. I don't want to mock anybody with that kind of um, um, diagnosis or condition. But let's just say I'm condition. I'm 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 consistently um, going back and forth in my head about certain issues. So if you can go to the first episode, I'm not saying that you got to listen all the way through from episode one to episode one hundred, but. I'm just asking people to at least start to, to fumble through some of those. If you're a first time listener, listen to what you like. You don't have to listen to everything. And secondly, I want to thank everybody from across the world and in the United States who's listening to this podcast. Ironically, my social media does not add up to what the actual show to what the actual show is doing as far as listeners go. So I think. I believe my analytics said there's 41 states, right? So there's, you know, in some states, there's a few cities that are actually listening. And then there's up to 30 countries. So I want to thank y'all for listening. If you have 120 seconds of your time in your life, if you can go to whatever platform you're listening right now and write a review of what you think about the show. If you like the show, share it with somebody else. If you don't, please share it with somebody else. So without further ado, did I miss it? Did I, did I, I'm trying to think, did I cover everything? I believe I covered everything. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So check it out. The first story, the first thing that I want to talk about today is this. We have Mark Cuban stops playing of national anthem before Dallas. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm going to tell you what, how, how rapidly this story changed. Mark Cuban stops playing the playing of the national anthem before the Dallas Mavericks home games. Now this came out, let me see on this article, this is CBS news that posted this article. And this looked like it was at 6 47 AM this morning. And, uh, it says that the, the, the owner, if anybody knows Mark Cuban, um, he's the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. He's, he, he's, uh, also on shark tank. 
And it said that Tuesday he decided before the season not to have the national anthem played before the home games. Now, this is very interesting to me. So when I when I read this story this morning, as I was just scrolling through aimlessly on social media, I thought to myself, wow, this is very, very interesting. And I had to sit down for 120 seconds and think to myself, is it important if or is it important whether or not the national anthem is played at American sporting events? I really had to think about that. And I kind of came to the conclusion that the answer was no. Right. I believe that a lot of people would disagree with me with that. But I, to be honest, I don't even care if it I don't even care if it ever plays. Now, some people are going to listen to this like, man, this boy don't even love his country. Now, you that's why I told you I got to go back to the first episode where there's definitely an episode where I talk about how much I love America and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. But I'm just not. I mean, I, I'm indifferent about whether or not I hear the national anthem or not. That's just me. That's me personally. That's my perspective. When you come to this platform, you are asking for my perspective. You're not coming here to agree with me, right? You're not coming here to fall in love with me or like me. You're just here to hear my perspective. And if you like me and if you fall in love with me, that's just the extra bonus for me. Thank you very much. So I don't think I don't think it really matters if, if, the, if the national anthem plays in those particular um, environments. You know, I, I really don't. I think about this in terms of when we look at athletes who get involved with politics. I always think about this, and especially over the last three or four years, where the media and other prominent people came out against certain athletes. For example, one of the Fox News analysts. Oh, God, I can't think about her name, but I know her mouth. The way her mouth looks on television, it grosses me out. Uh, Laura Ingram, that's her name. Laura Ingram, she was famous. She became famous and trending for um, telling LeBron James when he was giving his political commentary to shut up and dribble. And I thought that was interesting. And there are some people who believe that athletes should not be attached to uh, political rhetoric or 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 politics period but here's the thing those same people get upset i'm sorry those same people are all about it when the athlete is pretty much on their side you know when brady is wearing a when tom brady is wearing a a make america great again hat everybody's for that everybody you know i'm not saying everybody but the right-wing media is for that but if you're talking about black lives matter or anything else they're not for that Now, I do have a bone to pick with the NBA and the NFL in in these parameters. I mentioned this in, I think, the last show or the show before last about how the NBA and the NFL has only used, and this is my opinion, they have only used all this social justice stuff as a moment and not a movement. Anybody remember last year in the height of the pandemic, um, the NBA was going into the bubble. We had some some uncertain stuff with the NFL season. And they had jerseys that had mantras, I can't breathe, I am a human. All this stuff was coming up on, on, on in, in the NBA and the NFL. You had you had sensitive commercials. Uh, again, you had the mantras on the jerseys. You had the players uh, going on strike, not playing certain games. 
you had all of this stuff happening between the NBA and NFL. And since then, a whole nother season has started in both of those leagues, the NFL and the NBA. And here's the truth. They haven't talked about it. Those players have not, they're, they're not wearing those jerseys they wore, they wore last year, right? And this is what I mean about how we stop talking about things because we've only jumped into it as a moment and not a movement. George Floyd was life-changing for me. Things I've seen that, that have been bad in life, and things that I know that have always existed. It was like, I don't know, for some reason, it, seeing that just affected me different. Because I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, there are other people like Derek Chauvin. So if you've been a, 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 a consistent listener, you know that I've been talking about George Floyd and the manner in which he died. And I think that's what people need to understand when I'm talking about George Floyd. I am talking about the manner, the very method in which he died. So anyways, back to that. Let me, let me close this out. Let me close the loop on this. The story went out, I, you know, according to CBS, it was 647. I think I read it about 730 in the morning. And then now I think it's what, eight o'clock at night here on the West Coast. And they've already had multiple statements and articles that came out that says, no, we re- were kind of retracting that we are playing the national anthem and we never canceled the national anthem. And I don't understand why that is happening. So as I get updates, as I read some more stories, I will be updating y'all as much as I can. So be prepared for that. Out of Tennessee, um, we got, if you haven't heard, there was a, a man who was shot and killed after a prank robbery for you two went wrong. Um, I think, uh, let me read a little bit of the article. It says a man was shot and killed Friday night in a parking lot of Hermitage business after a robbery prank for a YouTube channel went wrong. Um, I don't know if this was in Nashville or somewhere close to Nashville. Uh, it is a homicide investigation. Well, the homicide unit is investigating the claim of self-defense in the shooting. The person who was shot is Timothy Wilkes. I don't even know who that is. Apparently he was a, a YouTube influencer and he was killed in a parking lot of a, a, a trampoline and adventure park around 920 at night. Now, this is a this is a story that it's unfortunate, but it's a story that that I think people should play pay very close attention to. There's two sides of this. My encouragement is going to go out to the people who like to prank people in public for the sake of likes, for the sakes of getting social media notoriety. Did I say that right? Notoriety. Y'all know how I get when I be trying. <laughs> Y'all know how I get when I'm trying to say words that um that are kind of difficult for me. But basically they clout chasing on the internet. My encouragement is for those people to stop it. And when I say stop it, I mean stop it now. There was a time, I don't remember how many years ago this all started, but it started to become this age of YouTube pranks. It started to become this age of annoying people in public just to get likes on your social media platform, whether that be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, whatever it is, right? And it is it is fascinating to me because when all this stuff started really taking place in the social media, I started thinking to myself, man, I hope no one ever 
ever pranks me like that. I hope this never happens to me. Why? Because I carry a gun every single day. Everywhere I go, I have a firearm on me. And I don't want that to happen to me. I don't want someone to come up and prank me like that. Apparently, what I left out of this story is um, the investigators were told that that Wilkes, the guy who was killed, and a friend approached a group of people, right, with butcher knives while participating in this prank this prank robbery, right? So apparently they approached these people with butcher knives. Did y'all hear what I just said? With a, with butcher knives claiming or actually pretending like they were going to rob them just to get a reaction for their social media. Again, I carry a gun every single day. Now, regardless if it was a prank or not, that action has probably traumatized the man who shot him because one, he has taken a life or he was scared and he was scared enough to actually act and take a life. So this is a case study for people who are concealed carry. Um, and I, and, and I think, and this is just my view on it. The guy who shot the kid was in the right to do that. Absolutely. So if I seen somebody approaching me with butcher knives and they talking about robbing me and all y'all got is a knife and I know I got that thing on me. Somebody, you can't bring a knife to a gunfight. I'm sorry. Now, I and I condolences and sympathy for his family and that this young man has lost his life. But, hey, you know, you got to stop doing stupid stuff like that. You can't just be pranking people just to be pranking people. So I just want to make that clear. Um, so unfortunate story. You know what I mean? I hope that this is a message to the YouTube world and the influencer world to not do that stuff anymore because you can literally lose your life. Now, excuse me. I'm in the pie studio. I got some peppermint and spearmint tea. So if you hear this sound, I, you know, I'm comfortable. I'm trying to sip my tea, I'm trying to do the show. I'm not trying to have too many problems. So, I know some people like to listen to podcasts where the person is just talking, reading a script. This is very, very fluid for me and it's very informal and this is my platform. So I hope that you're listening because so. So I got to take another sip. Hold on. And sometimes you hear me putting on my chapstick, <laughs> putting on my chapstick as well. So in other news, we got the impeachment trial of none other than the former president, 45 Donald Trump. And one, I don't even want to focus on why he got there and all that. But there is some compelling video that these people are showing, these representatives and all these people that are presenting evidence that they're showing in the trial. It's very interesting to me that there was one video that they showed with Mitt Romney. If you haven't seen it yet, please Google it. Please find it. You're finding it on CNN somewhere, probably. But there's a video of a black officer running through the halls and you see Mitt Romney and his aide or whoever, maybe his bodyguard is one is walking towards the, the guard who's uh, the, the officers who's running. And now it's funny because CNN is calling this guy the hero, right? You know, either here or there when we know that when it comes to other stuff, CNN is not effing with the cops basically. So they're calling him a hero. And all I can do is laugh. <laughs> Every time I see that video, I would watch it. On, I, w I wish I could watch it with y'all, but this is audio only podcast, right? But I laughed every time I saw the clip from start to finish because they're calling this man a hero. He's running. 
and he's running right through them and past them, right? He's not stopping. He's not talking. He's running. Now, here's the most interesting thing about that. The guy was black. And you say, Alex, why would his race matter in this particular incident? Well, here's why. If you would have saw the way he was running, he wasn't being no hero. He was just a Negro trying to get up on out of there. That's what was happening. Like if you watch the video, if you watch the video, this man don't look like he was trying to be some hero. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, that was that was Uncle Junebug saying, "Man, I'm getting the hell up on out of here with these crazy ass, with these crazy ass white people trying to break down the doors and and kill everybody and assassinate everybody." That's what I saw. I saw I saw a black man. That Negro was running too, and he wasn't no little guy. He was he ain't look like he was in shape. That boy was getting somewhere. So we we can go ahead and and call him a a hero today, but. I'm going to just say he was a Negro that was just trying to get out of the way. And when Negroes trying to get out of the way, we get out the way. You hear me? We get out the way. So shouts out to that boy who was who that, to that man that was really trying to get out the way. I believe his life was spared as many others were. Um, but the moral of the story of this is this. If you watch the video, see, I'm laughing in my head. If you watch the video, he runs past and it looks like he makes a hand motion to Mitt Romney and his aides. So to all the white people out in the world today, if you see a black person running towards you, don't be scared. And they run past you. Like if you see a black person running past you, trying to get past you, you better start running too. do not. Don't ask questions. Don't look around trying to figure out what the hell is going on. You need to get the hell up out of there, too. Period. That's the moral of this story. Mitt Romney, you ain't got no time to be asking your aide. What the hell is going on? You ain't got no time to be looking around, asking why you can't go the way, the direction from which he is running from. There's no time for that. All right. So that's the moral of that story. Now that we got that out the way, he was just trying to get up out of there. Now, there is a story. There is a there is there is something that happened on social media. I do not know where it happened at. Um, OK, hold on one second. Let me get my 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 my, my sip of my tea. There's a story that happened or that I'm seeing on social media. I have no clue where this happened at what state, what city, but if you've seen it or if you've scrolled past it, then you may know what I'm talking about on social media. There is a girl or a young black woman. Um, I heard her speak on a video. She sounds African. Uh, she has pretty natural hair, like a, a little fro kind of cut thing. Well, anyway, she appears to be the caregiver of this white woman who is clearly past her she looks like she 90 plus in my opinion so she's the caregiver and and for whatever reason this young black woman decided to um to record her interactions with this woman and 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 based on the video i know why she decided to videotape this woman now this woman who's white and this young caregiver is black this elderly woman was so disrespectful to this white woman. She had a she pulled the, she had a knife on her. She swung the knife at her once or twice. Now the, now here's the thing: the black girl was the the caretaker was so calm about that. Like she was calm. It was almost like she was knowing that she's had that she had already experienced it before, and she just wanted to catch it on camera. So she didn't react. So amongst things that happened, the lady was 
talking to her, being disrespectful in a, in a verbal way. She kind of swiped at her with a knife a couple times. She smacked her, hit her. And here, check this out. She spit in her face a couple times. And the girl didn't react to it. Now, let me tell y'all something. I love elderly people. The one thing that makes me, that will make me commit violence is defenseless, elderly people being abused, young kids being abused, people with disabilities being abused. That right there will make me commit an act of violence. But when I seen that video of that lady spitting in that girl's face, all I could think about was like, man, could that ha could I have dealt with that? Could I have stayed calm and risen to the occasion? I don't think so. And saying all that, how much I love elderly people, I would have probably gave her ass a two piece with fries and a hush puppies for that one. She spit directly in her face twice. And this is on video. And it had to, you know, I'm thinking like, where does she work at? And what does the 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 old the elderly lady's family think when they see this on video? So I don't know what's coming of it, but I brought it up because it made me mad. It pissed me off. And here here this lady is. If she here this here this black woman is that's that's caretaking for this lady who clearly needs her help. If she would have went out, oh I don't I don't even want to think about what it would what the story would be like. If she would have knocked her ass completely out, right? It would have been a different ball game. It really would have been a different ball game. But for some reason, she was adamant about recording. She kept moving the camera to change the angles throughout the video, which I think is about seven or eight minutes. So something is going on there. I hope I get more information as the week goes on because I am very, very curious about why this lady was recording it in the first place. And has that been an ongoing thing? What looks like it has been an ongoing thing. And I don't know what she can actually do about it. I mean, you're not going to stick the woman in jail. You're not going to charge her with anything, right? But I damn sure will be going to whoever her family is, her kids and, and her siblings and, 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 and her grandchildren and be like, hey, I need that bag because your grandma is a you-know-what and I need that bag. Y'all need to pay. Y'all need to compensate me thoroughly. Right? Not thoroughly, but thoroughly. Y'all need to compensate me thoroughly for this. That's what <laughs> that's what I would be asking. Period. No questions asked. Um, I hope that the one I mean, I hope that the elderly lady calms down and don't do that again. But it looks like she's been doing it for a while. I hope that the caregiver gets some kind of reconciliation with this. And even a reparations for that, because that was just out of control. It was mean. It was disgusting. It was all of the above. So if you haven't heard the story, please go ahead and Google it. It's tea sipping time. Hold on a second. Man, tonight I'm just chilling. So listen, I got one more thing that I want to talk about before I get off. I got a ton of things, man, but I'm not going to hold y'all. I can leave that for other shows. Um, and we could talk about those things at a later date at some other point in time. Um, Trump being banned from Twitter. We all know he's not on his social media. The CEO of Twitter said this is a permanent ban. Even if Trump runs in 2024, this is a permanent ban. And I'm pretty shocked about that. 
And I think I talked about this. We talked about this a little bit on Tori and Sylvia's show. Um, and that podcast, by the way, is called What Do You Bring Into the Table? It's called What Do You Bring Into the Table with Tori and Sylvia? Um, we talked about this. And that, it's like, to me, honestly, to ban someone from Twitter in this instance, in this circumstance with Donald Trump, I don't think that it's right. I just don't think that it's right. I was talking about on that show how there's, I didn't even notice till three weeks ago, a month ago, that there was porn on Twitter. There's porn circulating around Twitter, like videos of that stuff. And I'm like, does Twitter not have firewalls and people screening everything to kind of like mitigate this? I, I Obviously not. But a lot of people are not going to agree with me, but I am not about censoring Trump from Twitter. I'm just not about that. Um, looking at this from a holistic view and how because of this and all this censorship and how you've seen these tight boxes drawn and people put in these circles and in these boxes and put out of certain circles, this can cause a lot of trouble for other people's freedom of speech. Be honest with you. And sometimes we might walk ourselves into something that we really don't want, but because we disagree or we hate, you know, we, we, we hate which party each we all belong to or whatever. I don't belong to any party, but we hate the ideals of, of someone else. We will go down that route. I think 9-11 kind of spoke a little bit about that after 9-11. A lot of our privacy was, you know, we kind of gave some of that stuff up on a daily basis. And hence we reproduce or we produce the Patriot Act. So it's very sketchy. We got to watch how it is that we go down that road. We got to be very, very, very careful. I'll be honest with you. I'm an advocate that Trump should have his should have his Twitter back. And many other people should have their Twitter back. You know, I don't think, you know, I'm not I'm not even going to go down a rabbit hole with that one. That's that's a little bit too much for me to kind of digest all this because I'll be on here for three, four hours talking about it. Now, one thing that we I'm going to mention this and hopefully I can mention this after or towards the end of every show. This is the goal. Just so y'all know, Derek Chauvin was released from jail in October 7. Wait, is that October 7? OK, that's when the article was written. I keep this article saved, by the way. However, Derek Chauvin was released from custody. And I think I believe he's still out of custody. Right. I believe that he's still out of custody and I'm bringing it up for a reason. I'm going to start saying it every day. Y'all know how I feel about the George Floyd situation. You know how I feel about Derek Chauvin and his. I can't I'm not going to say no more cuss words on the air, but y'all know how I feel about that. And this boy is out of jail. And it's I'm sitting here as y'all as I'm watching as I'm as I'm talking to y'all, I'm watching some of the playback. He got his chest poked out, got his hands all in his belt, walking like a damn rooster out there. Like he's like, I'm the man. But I bring that up and I'm gonna bring it up every day because there's an injustice here. There's unfairness, a certain disparity, man. I, I I want Derek Chauvin to pay for everything that he did to George Floyd. And it's not just about George Floyd. It's the ideal and the principle that this man didn't even care that he was being filmed. 
and that he is not the only person in the world or in policing in America, per se, that would that would do something like this. He's not the only one that would do something like this. So I want you all to keep that in mind. This is very, very, very important. Derek Chauvin's out of jail. George Floyd is dead. The world is on freaking fire. You hear me? It's on fire. So, man, I want to go so I want to go so much longer. You know, like normally when I'm on Tories and Sylvia's post, we'll be talking for two and a half, three hours. But y'all know I don't like to be on the air that long. So, I wanted to cover some things with y'all. Sip my tea like this here. Sip my tea. Um, I got a bellyache. That's why I'm sipping tea. But anyways, I just wanted to cover and share some stories with y'all. This is what I need you to do, though. If you like me to kind of talk about blended stories on my podcast at time, please write me at soldopodcast at gmail.com. Please write me at soldopodcast at gmail.com. Please, it only takes 120 seconds out of your day. That's two minutes, literally, if my math is right. Send me an email. Tell me if you enjoy me talking about the blended stories. I'll be happy to continue to do them. If you don't like it and you hate it and it sucks, send an email. Let me know what's going on. Or hit me up on my social media, Twitter. Uh, the Twitter handle is at Podcast Soul. Or you can find me, find me on Instagram at uh, just type in, in in Instagram, Soul Dope Podcast, all one word, and you should find me. Hit me up on Instagram. Let me know what y'all think, the feedback about this particular format of the show. And if you enjoy it, I'll try to do as much more as I can. If not, I'm going to stick to the basics and I'm going to stick to one topic at a time. So again, if you like this show, please like, please subscribe. If you on a platform, take 120 seconds out of your time and your life and review on whatever platform that you are listening on. I appreciate everybody that's listening. New listeners, go back to episode one, fumble through some stuff, get an idea of who I am um, and the things I like to talk about. Um, What else is there, man? Let me see. Snow's coming in Portland tomorrow, so get prepared for that. I will be in the pod studio recording some things as they come. So that's all I got for y'all today. I really appreciate everybody listening. This is a much longer show than I'm used to, of course, right? So we are well over 30 minutes, and I appreciate you if you're still listening. Um, I thank you for the support, and I'm just, you know, I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Soul Dope Podcast. Peace. Peace.